Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Fan Social where town fans have their say on their club, discussing all things going on at Portman Road and I'm joined by three fine gentlemen this evening. I'm joined by John, Ben and Dazza as we discuss. The lads are back in pre-season. Paul Cook, his voice is keeping changing as always. I'm also going to rate the six signings so far. There's been six. It was a busy week of signings. Um, a signing happened on a Saturday. That never happens, but that was very good. Um, I want to go over to Dazza first. Dazza, it's a pleasure to have you on the show as always. Um, how you been? Good week? Yeah, good week. Good week. Obviously, a great win for, for England since we last spoke on the, on the Friday. Covid jabbed, finished work. It's all good. So um, no, all, all very good. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me on again. Pleasure, pleasure. Hair's looking good as well. Hair is looking good for the people watching. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Oh, you made me blush. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. Um, and another man who makes me blush a lot. That is John Watson. Good old John Watson. Uh, John, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, how's your week been, my friend? Busy, but good, thanks, mate. Yeah, good to be back on. I haven't been on for a while because I've been busy with a house move. Still on Donny, but um, yeah, been um, cracking on. Work's fine. Life's fine. Bit of a highlight watching England the other night. And actually, you know, I had that moment. I, I think, you know, when Muller was through on goal and that seemed to take forever. And I had time to think, here we go again. When was the last time, you know? And then suddenly it went our way. And then from that moment on, it was like, Ooh, I'm quite enjoying this for a change. So that that was a nice tonic and boost. And obviously Monday night, I managed to uh, watch both of those, well, the majority of both of those um, cracking games with those high scores and, and big teams getting knocked out. So, you know, we've had a good week of football, really. And, and more importantly for us, um, the boys are back on the grass. As, yes. uh, and Paul Cook's voice, it's, it's great to say within, what, two days of training, he's managed to lose his voice completely by shouting that... Um, all about fitness is so important, whatever he was, his words were. Um, yeah. um, but he, in his little interview I heard earlier, he's already got to us. Hi, good. That is really low kind of a <laughs> mixture, messed up voice. So I, I thought that was maybe because he, um, you know, towards the end of the season, he had, had a big break and stuff, but he obviously just loses his voice and it never comes back. So, yep, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about the new sign-ins and, you know, getting excited for the season ahead, really. But obviously, we've got the Euros as a nice distraction too. So, all good. Thanks for having me on. Good to be back. Pleasure as always, my friend. And the final man joining us is good old Ben, who was at Wembley on Tuesday night in them limbs. How was it, Ben? And uh, how are you feeling, my friend? Yeah, all good. Thank you, Ross. Thank you for having me as ever um, in such amazing company with King of the North, John and uh, Darren, the sweep with his hair. Um, but yeah, get, got, 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 got over Wembley, um, recovered. It was a fantastic day. Um, I think everybody, I mean, what I said, over 20 million watched it for, on the telly and uh, obviously over 40,000 of us in the stadium, lucky enough to go with my brother. Um, but yeah, for 75 minutes, uh, a bit like a town playoff game, lucky enough to have seen some of those over the years. You're just so nervous, but um, we came good in the end. Southgate gets some stick, but I think he, you know, you've got to say he got it tactically correct, as boring as some people might find it. As long as you win, that's what's most important. Um, so, yeah, roll up, roll on Saturday. So that's all great. Like John said, the Euros is a fantastic distraction. Well, we've got nothing ITFC on the pitch to discuss or to see. 
Um, and it was as much as I love my club, the step up in class probably on the football pitch was <laughs> well quite a lot from last season anyway. Um, but probably more than what we'll see in uh, League One next year. But uh, we'll be hopeful that we can mount a uh, promotion charge with these fantastic new signings that we're going to discuss. And uh, as John said, yeah, great to see the pitches in pre-season today. Hear a bit from Cookie. Um, the voice never gets old. Um, it is incredible. It's like it's like it's Paul Cook, and then he's eaten somebody else or something like that, and it just keeps sort of barking out now and again. Um, but yeah, really uh, looking forward to tonight. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me as always. Pleasure. It's um, great to be in your free company. Uh, well, let's talk about the players are back on the grass, as John said. Uh, you know what? At first, when I saw the pictures of the training kit, I didn't like it, but it's grown on me. I do like black training kits. I think that does look good. Um, of course, Paul Cook spoken to the club for the first time. Um, I don't think he's had a holiday. I think he's pretty much been around the club, sorting out the mess that Paul Lambert left behind. And um, one of the big things that came out of his interview was the door will always be on the jar um, on drastic action and possible way back for the demoted players. Uh, I want to go over to you, John, first. I want to go over to you, Darren, but you're the one who highlighted this um, to mention it on the pod, uh, talk about what Paul Cook said in his interview. What's the big highlights from and the you know, takeaways from the first interview from Paul Cook? Yeah, well, obviously he's got his, his typical enthusiasm and from the, the little snippets we've seen released of him shouting at players about how important fitness is, he's obviously well up for it. And we've heard from him in the past how important, how much importance he puts on pre-season. Um, so whilst he's fully admitting that he hasn't got all of the recruitment he wants yet, um, and that's really good in itself that he's saying we still want more, um, he's obviously got six new signings and some of his existing squad to work with are the ones he's chosen to have um, with him. Um, so he's obviously up for that. And, you know, as a coach, you can do all... It's the same as being a teacher. You can sit and do all your planning, but there's nothing actually better than delivering that rather than just sitting thinking about delivering it. So I'm sure all the the coaches, the fitness guys, all the backroom staff will have have a real buzz now. It's their jobs have started for real. Um, his actual interview, I thought, was um, you know a decent little conversation. I always think that the interviews from the club are exactly that, aren't they? That the they're not too probing the nice questions whether they're with players whether they're with managers etc but the two main takeaways for me was that he did kind of talk about some of the noise he made about being demolition man all that kind of jazz um was maybe done in hurt and anger and disappointment and frustration so um he he, he didn't just hint he categorically stated that the way back there is a possible way back for some players if, and it's a big if, they come with the right attitude, the right commitment, desire. Um, he talked about the door being open at one point, and then he said it was certainly ajar. So, you know, he said it's not closed for anyone. And he talked about no matter what uh, training room you're in or um, dressing room you're in, that you want the staff are there to give you the very best chance of succeeding. So I thought it was quite optimistic for, you know, and if I was um fortunate enough to be a professional footballer who had been bombed into the under 23s i would be coming back having worked really hard myself on my own fitness and wanting to impress straight away and coming back trying to be part of this because actually you know you could have a move to a league one club or maybe a drop down a league to league two but if you really are ambitious and want to be a success wouldn't it be good to come and be part of this the cook and ashton and game changer journey because you know 
Dobra's obviously on that borderline, isn't he? And Ganassian's having a chance, and Idris is having a chance, and Nolan, who he hasn't seen because of injury, etc. They're all going to have a chance. So why not one of the players who maybe didn't produce his best? So I, I, I'm really pleased to hear that the door's open. The other, other main point that came up for me was, um, and this was probably a little bit, I, I hate saying the words PR because it makes me think of Lambert straight away, right? PR Paul, and I don't want to go back there. But he, he was saying all the right things that you would expect about how the board and um, Ashton and the, all the all the backroom team, the new appointments of recruitment people and and fitness people are all working to the same goal. And there's a, I wouldn't say corporate and I wouldn't say PR, but there was the right vibe coming out about we're all in this together. Everybody's working hard to make the the, the squad a better squad for the year ahead. So two major positives for me: doors open for the other players, and everybody's pulling the right direction. And you know, he's bound to say that. I'm totally aware of that. But equally, if he didn't say it, people might say, why hasn't he said it? So I'm, but I believe we are all together. And it's really good to have a CEO who seems to be doing good deals. Like I said to you on one of the little short videos we did last week, Ross, when we um, we signed um, um, oh. on, yeah, um, to do a piece of business where you get Harper and Bon in to, and sell Dazelle and still be fine with a thousand pound up for me is a great piece of business. So that's must be Ashton's wheeling and dealing. Um, that makes it sound cheaper, you know. I mean, his his actual contract, you know, balls on the table sort of um work. So lots of positives for me, and I'm sure we'll go on to it. But the signings was something that I'm quite excited about too. I'm going to stop you there. And, of course, mention our sponsors at manscaped.com. Uh, 20% off. Use the code KOA um, at manscaped.com. Uh, Darren, over to you. Um, of course, us fans. Oh, John? I was just going to say, when I used my KOA20 code, I got instant um, delivery and a nice little box, and it was very well presented. Got the old uh, um, ear trimmer as well as the, the the down below business and i've got to say i'm very impressed by the by the the work there we go well, let, us, well, let us be a judge of that then john okay show your ears oh yeah. yeah let's start there another two beers you know i'll start the music and then the mid mid uh, match mid pod entertainment can start. That's, um, that's that's the fan social after dark. If you want to yeah. tune in for that, we'll let that's you know. Yeah, uh, pay per view event. Yeah, um, but Dazza, <laughs> on to um, on the pitch um, yeah. stuff. Uh, the lads are back. Um, as fans and not myself, I love watching the training and just the yeah. video of them. Just, just I know they're just kicking the ball about and they're just running up and down, but it's just always intriguing. Just seeing different players, you know, see if they've bulked up a bit more. Um, you know, if there's going to be a, a youth player there or, you know, the players, we've, like Dobra was the big one, big highlight, he's in there. But yeah. um, what's your takeaways from that and uh, your thoughts on Paul Cook saying the door is a GR a little bit for those players? Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. It's because when the players come back for training, the weather's always nice. Um, the pitches look incredible. The You know, the training pitches that we've got are just first class. And um, it's always good to see. I like seeing the heights of people. You know, because you see them standing there with a scarf and everything, but they might be five foot two. You you don't know. So um, Evans is a unit. He looks um, like a, a proverbial shit house. So uh, he, you know, and uh, Harper. Um, 
Wes Burns, they're all men, aren't they? You know, there's there's none of this sort of a bit of growing to do. He'll be good in a few years. They are there. They are in kind of in the prime of their uh, their careers, I think. So, um, no, I'd love to see them back. Obviously, I'm sure there'll be lots of other people looking at training kit colours and um, all that sort of stuff. So we've gone back to grey tops and uh, all the black kit, which must mean the away kit's not black. So that, that's another colour out the way for uh, all those people, of the fans of the away kit. Um, what was the other question you wanted? Sorry. What did you say? I waffled. I've, 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 I've forgotten as well. I was waffling, answering, you know, giving you a question. But uh, pre-season, yeah. it's great to see him back. I think, you know, it's a short, it feels shorter, don't it, this time around. Um, I know because we had COVID last time. <laughs> That's probably why. But um, I feel like it just, it came so quickly. And they, of course, they returned on a Saturday, which is strange. Yeah, well, but... it, it's, it sounds like we've come back a bit um, earlier than everybody else. Um, I've remembered your question now. Um, it was about Paul Cook allowing people to come in. I mean, the one that I, I think a lot of, well, actually, I think Downs is the player that I personally would love to see back playing again because I just think he's quality. But um, I know there's a lot of fans on Twitter already saying, get out of my club, you don't care, you know, want transfer request, you know. We don't know, none of us here know, and most of the fans don't know what's happened you know, what's been promised, all of those things. We don't know what's going on at the minute. But just as a player, I would just, I think he's, I think he's great. So, um, but obviously it hasn't, Paul Cook and 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 Flynn Downs are, don't seem to be best of buddies. You know, he, Paul Cook didn't walk in the building and look at, across all the players and think, right, yeah, Downs is one of our best players. Let's build a team around him because he's bombed him out already. So, whether there's something going on and he's already in discussions and a moves underway like it was with Dizelle, um, we'll we'll see over the coming weeks, I guess. But um I don't I think Jackson should move on because he's not gonna be able to play in this formation. Not that he's a bad player, but he's he needs to play two up front for Jackson. Um and then who else have we got down there? We've got uh there's no way else I'm really sad, really, is is well, I mean, Ken Locke, I feel sorry for him. He's, you know, maybe not the really? quality. No, but he's, you know, he's never, I would say he's one of those players who has never let you down, but may not mm. have been brilliant, is, is is the category I put him in. I think it'd be a good backup when uh, when Penny gets injured or whatever. But, um, um, yeah, I think it's good. You know, hopefully that, you know, the players do see that, okay, I need to sort myself out and then perhaps I'll get picked, but it may be too late. They may have already thought I'm not staying around here. This guy doesn't like me. He's an idiot. Um, my, my agent's got me a move somewhere else. I'm off. So um, we'll see. I, I don't think it'll be very long. There won't be many more weeks before we get a clear picture as to who's in and who's out. And uh, if Flynn does go, which it obviously is looking pretty likely, I hope we get a, a decent figure for him. Um, because the player that we saw a few years ago, well, I, I don't know how many of you here, I saw him playing um, that season we got relegated where he was sort of in and out, wasn't he? And he looked a bit lightweight. And then the mm. season we got relegated, he suddenly over the summer had just turned into, he's still not a big guy, but no one could get the ball off him. He was just getting the ball totally calm, holding people off, you know, and, and, and passed to someone else. And because I went to that first game at Burton 
and I couldn't believe that just came away to tell my son this guy's class he's brilliant and then he had a good season I thought and then obviously last season head turned and all those uh, cliches and um hasn't quite didn't work out last season but you know and all these things I hope it just gets done quick if he's going let's get gone and um get some more spondulies for um the uh, Ashton to uh, to go and get some really good deals done well, um, Ben, let's let's talk about Finn Downs and let's just jump into that. Um, you know, you know what we're going to go. We'll have that later on the show. But as you know, Darren's spoken about Downs a lot there. Let's get right into it. Flynn Downs, of course, been linked to to Peterborough, uh, the enemy up the road. I feel like they're they're one of our rivals last year. Of course, they've been promoted to the championship. Jack Marriott's re-signed at Peterborough, um, but Flynn Downs, of course, handed in a transfer request last summer. Crystal Palace head turn. Then, of course, he got. Didn't, didn't happen. He got injured, and it's it was you know it wasn't what it was for him. And um, as Darren said, a lot of town fans are probably now going, "Yeah, get out of my club." But um, what's your thoughts on that? And do you think it's some people are saying it's a sideward step? But he's going to be going into the championship. What's your feelings around that? And what sort of fee do you reckon we'll get for him? Oh, uh, fee wise, what was it being banded around that we wanted three or four million at one point for him? And Palace came in with one point two, one point three, so it never got. Close to getting together. I think, as Darren said in the first, I was there at that Burton game as well and came away with the same impressions that, you know, when he was really on top of his game, he was easily our best player, actually. And then, yeah, like we've just touched upon, I mean, he then had that frustrating season last season. He's always got a short temper, which I've never really liked in a player. That's the only thing about Downs that always annoyed me, like the Cambridge pre season game and he got sent off was just absolutely nuts. Like, yeah, obviously, I know it was not the actual thing you did, not someone, but just it's so strange for a player who can be so good to have that sort of. Yeah, I know everyone said under Wayne Rooney, like if you take that away from his game, then you're taking away part of the player. Um, so that was always something about Downs, where if he does go, I'll always try and make myself feel better about the fact that, oh, he's a liability, he could get sent off at any moment. I because I actually think Cook won't like that sort of thing. He wouldn't like a player that can leave you, you know, one nil up away from home. You get sent off 20 minutes to go. You end up losing 2-1. Or well, well, an example was maybe with Jackson, because Jackson got sent off, didn't he, for that terrible challenge. And that is probably... Yeah, a- Sunderland. Sunderland at home, was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, it's just a stupid tackle. Things like that. I mean, Cook's not stupid. He would have watched back the tapes. He knows about these things. But to answer your question about sideways move, Peterborough, that's another concern for me. If he does go, my already sort of my sort of where my opinion is of him intellectually is would 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 stay about the same because I would see it as a sideways move. I think with everything's going on at the club, it's nice to actually talk like this. I think under Evans, I, I would have been no, definitely they're probably better run than us. They've probably got a bit more going on than us, which is you know horrendous to say. You know, Ipswich Town Football Club, huge. You know, um, but. With the way things have turned out, we've got a fantastic manager. Everything Ashton's doing, I mean, being able to get fees for players that I never thought we'd be able I think if we would be able to drive them up the road and pay someone to take them off our hands, he's managed to get fees for a few players, which really surprised me. We're going in the right direction. So, look, it's very easy to say as a huge Ipswich Town fan, if I was in Flynn Downs' shoes, um, maybe I would be a bit more tempted to stick around and, and you know fight my way back into the first team. Um, you know, smash that door wide open instead of having it ajar. Um, that Cook said, uh, get back in the team, have one good season in League One, you'll be in the Championship next year. Maybe not, but maybe one last season and the town town come to an arrangement with him saying, look, play out play out your skin. 
you know, play superb every week, you'll get that move next year. We'll get a better fee. It'll be under better terms. Um, a bit like sort of what's happening obviously, to a much larger scale with Sancho to Manchester United and Borussia Dortmund. They came to an arrangement last summer, had his price tag, said, if you don't get that, we're not letting you go. And I think down to the same this year, if we don't get what we want, which I'd imagine is maybe anything between 1.5 to 2, if we're lucky, probably now. I wouldn't want to see him go for much less than that. Um, I would say that Dazelle is around, what was it, 1.2 supposedly for Dazelle. I would think Downs is a slightly better player than Dazelle, per personally, my opinion, in terms of his potential. Um, but yeah, sideways move, I'd actually say slightly, actually going to be really biased, slightly backwards move if he goes to Peterborough. Crap pitch, crap ground. Um, <laughs> I could name some more things, but we'd be getting into expletives, so I'll leave it at that, Ross. Perfect as always. Um, John, you've heard what Darren and Ben had to say on, on Downs and everything. What's your what's your feeling on this? And, um, you know, in a way, we've we've got a... Would you say Lee Evans is a good... Rakeem Harper is a good replacement. Of course, we're going to rate those signings in a minute. But, you know, do we actually need Flynn Downs in the team? I don't think we need him. But if there's one person in that squad from last year that I would want to... Who I have an affinity to... It would have been Flynn Downs above anybody else. I love Kane Vincent Young, but I still think because of his injury setbacks, we haven't seen enough of him. Whereas I've seen more of Downs over a longer period. Um, so no would KVY, but Downs would have been my top player for this time last year. Please don't go, Flynn, was my thought. Come on, Palace, don't come back for him. I, I want him to stay. And yes, this season hasn't worked out for him, or the past season hasn't worked out for him because of injuries, his head turn. Um, but the, he's the one player I would have loved to have stayed. Now, would he get in the team above a fit Harper and a fit um, Evans? Well, wouldn't it be nice to be having one of them on the bench, keeping the other two at the top of their performance, you know? So I would love him to come back. But like Darren said, I don't think we really know what's being said. It could be that we know he might know he's going somewhere and Paul Cook might have already had that conversation and he might, there might not have been a fallout. There might have just been, honestly, Gaffer, I want to go somewhere else. I want to be honest with you. And he's going, Flynn, I appreciate that. Thanks very much. Um, you know, shake hands and everything fine. There could be tension. There could be um, anger. I don't know. And none of us will really ever know that. Um, well, not at this point anyway. Um, I've just been invaded by a dog. He's trying to drink my beer. That's not good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, he, I would love for him to Downs to stay, but listen, I think he, it's more likely that he goes than than stays. And let's just see um, where, what happens. Really, I would love him to stay, but I think it's probably a done deal somewhere. I think something's probably in the pipeline that we'll just see what happens. Um, so I'd be disappointed to see him go. He's the only player out of everybody um, in the squad. Can you hear that? It sounds, it sounds yeah. a bit yeah. <laughs> X-rated, to be honest, John. <laughs> Ziggy, Ziggy, Ziggy the dog. Ziggy's regular return to the pod. Thankfully, he didn't drink the beer, just the water. So, um, yeah, but um, overall, I would love Downs to stay, but I think it's more in a balance that he'll go the other way, really. Um, but just, it would be such a shame because... I think he's got some fight about him. And I hear what Ben was saying about his, his, his potential recklessness. But I think he was just starting to mature. 
and starting to get to that point where he wasn't going to, you know, I remember after getting sent off in that pre-season game, wasn't he the one who was pacifying other people um, in one of the, when, when it kicked off in one game? I think it was maybe Gillingham when Evans was being a prat on the side. I think, I remember Downs was the one who was con- <laughs> separating people. And you go, oh. He never got sent off in a competitive game, is he? I know he's a bit hot-headed and picks up bookings, but I don't think he ever got sent off, did he? In a I think he has. Yeah, late I mean, on in one of those games, didn't he? Which one? Didn't talk about yourselves and I'll off on the stat. Yeah. I mean, it, the yeah. other thing, I think the position that he plays, they he gets better with age. You know, the, the younger players are your, your fast wingers or strikers where they rely on pace. He... You know his game. He isn't obviously. He's not attacking either. As you know, he's a you know a ball winning central midfielder, and he will get better and better as he gets older. So we haven't seen the best of him yet. Yeah, him it, was the, it was the um, goalless draw against Northampton where I said season's done. Paul Lambert, get out of our club. He got sent off for that, did he? Yeah, oh he yeah, that was in the. He got sent off for a second yellow card, didn't he? For yeah. I think he got a straight red. What was it? Yeah, 90th minute. That was wasn't it something he said? Wasn't it a tackle? Yeah, and yeah, said? Was, and it he was, was going to book him, and then he was like, nah, F that, you're off, you prick. I think it was yeah. the judge thing, wasn't it? It was the judge thing. It was the same night as the yeah. judge, judge yeah. heading yeah. incident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all that jazz. I think I think that think, yeah. that about our season that within a few months, we've all blanked it out of our memories. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talk about like a couple of nice things about that season, but it is literally the season where Evans sold up and Lambert got sacked, really. That's what we're going to remember it for rather than anything on the pitch. But well, um, you know, when we talk about prices, Ross, you know, if we we're only paying if 500,000 or less, Stu and Andy on the main pod were talking about that being maybe considerably less, rising yeah. to 500,000, you know, it, we've got to be careful with that. That's why we're doing undisclosed, I suppose. Um, mm. Because, you know, if we bomb, bombed out a player into the under-23s, who's going to come in and pay one and a half million pounds with a player who's got less of a contract than he did last year? No, that's, I, I think we'd be lucky to get 800,000 in this market. I honestly yeah. do. I, I think we'd probably sell for 500 or 600,000, which yeah, to me, when you're looking at an asset, when we turn down 1.2, 1.3, whatever it was last year, would be a real significant blow. But ultimately, I guess Cook will go to Ashton, listen, he's not part of my plans or he is part of my plans. Um, and I guess we just see what happens, but I, I don't think we'll get more than a million from him. Whereas I, I do genuinely think he, he's got the potential to be a four, five, six million pound player. If we were in the championship, having had a decent season in the championship, people would be paying four or five million for him, wouldn't they? So, you know, I would love to hang on to him, but we'll see. Okay, well, let's talk about new signings. Woo! That's what we're here about. Um, seven has happened. Um, of course, six permanent, one on loan. Um, I'll quickly just chuck them out there. Wes Burns, Callum Page, yeah. who is the you know youngster, Rakeem Harper, Vaclav Halanki. I've completely butchered that. I'm, I'm bad at pronouncing the name to goalkeeper. <laughs> As the last time I'm going to say that name, Lee Evans, Matt Penny, and Macaulay Bon on loan, of course, from QPR. Um, I'm going to go over to you, Darren. I know your answer already, but um, out of those six, seven signings. Uh, what do you think is the best one? And it's been good business so far. Yeah, I think they're all good. But the one that I'm absolutely delighted with, and I'm kicking myself that I didn't talk about this last week, is the keeper, uh, Hass. I think he's how he goes by. 
when you you asked me last week on the pod, you know, what do you think about the goalkeeping situation? And he, since I watched that class of '92 program, obviously I'm not a Salford fan, never been to a game. Watched him in that program. I think I watched the St John's or Papa John's Trophy or whatever, which he saved a penalty and played well in the game. I just think he's he's just a brilliant goalkeeper and and very. I know Andy said it as well. He's um, uh, very similar to Bart. He's just he's very reactive. It's all instinctive Jedi like saves, um, but with a better goalkeeping, a, a better penalty kick saving record. Um, so I just I thought that Salford were going to want too much money. Uh, for us to sign it, um, but the deal's the deal's done. So I was absolutely delighted when the whole rumor came on. We're interested in Salford goalkeeper. Thought, well, that's amazing. So you wait till you see him, boys. I know if you, you may not know too much about him in the minute, but he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. So um, yeah, I mean, he's got a great record already. And in last season, twenty-two clean sheets, uh, Golden Glove, Player of the Year. You know, we know we know we've got a good record with goalkeepers who win Player of the Year. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that one because the last couple of years uh, we, you know, Thomas Holy's a lovely lad, but he's not a brilliant goalkeeper. He's he's good. He's got he's got his benefits. Um, so uh, yeah, now that's that's a really really good signing, and all the rest to, uh, are just great signings. And I said earlier, most of them are in the you know the prime. Stop clicking your pen, Darren. Sorry. <laughs> Put her out. <laughs> the prime of their career and and to me it feels to me like this is you know when evans came along and we were trying to build money uh, build a, a squad we were just throwing money at it and there were over the hill has-beens coming here for a last payday and overrated youngsters who didn't do it and and we were just using money to try and build a squad and then i think john is the same as me we certainly remember the 2000 squad being put together over a few years of um you know good recruits player you know jamie clapham coming in from spurs reserves and and just players that just got built in and then over that course of three four five seasons we just had a a, a brilliant unit a great squad great players you know, partnerships up the wings. We just, we did, it was just great. And that's why they went on to do so well in the Premier League as well. And this, to me, this feels to me like Cook is doing the same thing, just a bit concentrated because we're trying to get it all done in one season. But all the players that are coming in uh, on paper, you know, we'll see how they play and all gel. But on paper, they, they're all fitting into these, you know, positions that he wants to play a certain way. He wants the players to have certain uh, attributes, their desire, their strength, their, you know, hunger. And every one of them is ticking the box. So um, I'm really excited. I can't, I'm not going to better get down to Dartford for the first game. It's too far from up here in, in Chester. But um, is there any chance it might be online? Maybe? Probably not. But, Probably um, not. Well, you no. never know. They may they may, may look at doing something. But... Yeah, I'm, uh, but I'm I'm really looking forward to how this this whole squad you know comes together because it just feels good to me. It just feels good. There's no we're not signing you know championship or premiership has beens that are going to come in and might give us one season, but they don't really care. None of that's happening. They're all you know uh, obviously. Cook knows some of them because of his uh, work at Portsmouth and Wigan and stuff. 
Um, I love, I mean, my son was going on about Bond, Macaulay Bond, months and months and months ago. My boy. I, my boy, yeah. So I didn't know he was an Ipswich lad. I didn't know that at all. So um, that, you know, that will give you an extra 5%, I would imagine. Get out there. I mean, all of us would cut something off, I think, to, to be able to strut out there, come out of the tunnel and stand in front of the North Stand and celebrate a goal. That would be pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, I'm looking, I'm just looking forward to all of it. It, it. All of them are exciting me at the minute. And I'm very, I'm very confident about the goalkeeper. I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic for the next two or three years. When are we going to ban the um, checkmate and check, you know? Already, already. I've had yeah. enough of that. I put something out on Twitter earlier. The, the, just, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's so lazy. You know, the club are already doing it, aren't they? Just checking in on the goalkeepers. No, no, no. <laughs> Stop the whole check. My hair's gone funny now. Stop. I can't do it in the camera. Stop the whole reference to check. No, stop it. We're not, we're not being, you know, like lame or we're not being, you know, just, you know, very dull and stuff. But I think it's just, you use it a few times, but don't, don't overuse it. Cause it just, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing really annoys me. I'm, my wife calls me Victor Meldrew. So just those, <laughs> those little things like that. It's just, okay, that's fine. Cause well, I think what's made it worse is obviously with check, check, Czechoslovakia are in the Euros. So there's all the papers have been saying check, you know, and all this all the time. Like, Come on now, you're smarter than that. Be be more intelligent. Stop being so lazy. So yeah, hope, hopefully the club will read my tweet and say, you know what, Darren, you, you're right. We're better than that. We won't use that reference anymore. But Tomorrow probably, they'll do something. Tomorrow they'll yeah. do something with that. Yeah. Yeah. Check um, this save out. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> ben, over to you, my friends. Um, out of these six signings. Um, there is seven, but we won't really count cal- cal- Callum Pages more for the under-23s. But uh, who is your the, the key one for you, your, the best signing so far? A lot of them are, as Darren said, probably this is our best window I've had in, in many years. Yeah, um, well, we, ha- we have to have our best window in many years or we won't have anybody <laughs> on the pitch. But um, it, it, I like the way we're going about it. It feels like there is a plan. You know, we, we're being actually professional instead of just you know, shoving a load of stuff up in the air and hopefully it falls in the right place, which seemed to be the plan for the last two or three seasons. Um, so, yeah, I really like the fact that we're negotiating in terms of these deals. Like I said, we're getting something for players that are leaving and it doesn't seem like we're paying too much um, for those that are coming in. And, oh, how good does it feel that we're buying, like, the best players from clubs? You know, you, you see you, the clubs that we're buying from, they're like, oh, the guy, and he's gone, you know, like Darren was saying, player of the year for our new keeper. And Wes Burns, same with the Fleetwood fans, like gutted he's leaving. Wigan fans with Evans, I know he had a few injuries, but, you know, fantastic player when he's fit. Harper's the one probably that intrigues me the most um, in terms of who excites me the most is probably Burns because that pace getting down the wing, if he links up with KVY, it'll be like having two 100-metre athletes going down the right wing. Amazing. Um, but Harper's the one that really I'm probably looking forward to seeing most in a way that I, and I think most people wouldn't have seen much of him, but I've heard good things in terms of his potential. Uh, I know that they come out with the same sort of platitudes and, and same sayings in their interviews um, for the club, but that was also quite refreshing hearing how he seems very motivated to come here, get his career up on track, you know, get onto something good. He sees it, which is, you know, something good, which again is fantastic to hear after 
two or three, four years in the doldrums, really, for all of us. So, yeah, Harper, Harper's the one I can't wait to see. Dynamic in midfield. It'd be great just to see the athleticism of all of them. I think Darren touched on it. You know, they look proper men. They're going to put themselves about. They're going to give 110%. Cook will demand that from the fitness side of things. Um, Macaulay um, Bond is um, a great story. Your classmate, Ross, a friend coming home. Maybe we can get him on the pod. Um, that's obviously a fantastic story. Uh, I like what he said about giving that extra 10, 15% because he's a town fan. So that does work in our favour. Be interesting to see whether he plays with Norwood, back up for Norwood, ahead of Norwood. That That's going to be interesting over pre-season. Um, but yeah, just need some centre-halves now, please. The left-back, I think, from Sheffield Wednesday um, is slightly unproven. I think they said so it burst on the scene. Um, who was their little manager they had? I can't remember what he was, a European um, little chap, wasn't he? He, he burst on the scene under his management and he got sacked I, after, I, the, after the, or something. Yeah, I remember Norwich thrashed him at home and I was mm. in Sheffield that weekend and he was on the table next to me in this really nice restaurant and uh, I don't know whether he knew he was sacked already or he got sacked the next morning. But I remember... Anyway, eating dinner next to him. Side note. Um, but he was playing in that team then, and then I think he lost his way a bit. So hopefully, again, he's someone with a bit of a point to prove. I think, we'll the, same man- back. I think the same manager took him on loan to, um, to Germany. Yeah. To Germany. Yeah, yeah so Josh, there's a Josh manager that sees something in there, isn't there? Which is which is yeah. obviously what Cook's done too. So I think we need another left back um, because hopefully KVY will be right back. Dunaston is back up, I would have said at the moment. And then, yeah, Justin Centre-Harsh Ross is what we need now. But very excited. Harp is the answer to your question. Most excited to see. Oh, here this he is. Guy. This that's guy, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he liked his um, chow mein and his um, deep fried chicken balls. There we Who go. Who wants to try to pronounce his name? I'm not going to. Josh Luaski. Yeah, the one thing I, I, I looked at Penny's history briefly this, uh, this afternoon, and um, Neil Thompson was obviously the caretaker manager, wasn't he? Mm. And he put him straight back into the squad. And Neil Thompson knows a bit about being a decent left back. So, uh, hell, I think, yeah. hell yes, uh, hell yes. So, yeah, I, th- I think he played eight of the nine games that Neil Thompson was caretaker manager for, and then Darren Moore came in, and Darren Moore didn't fancy him for whatever reason and um played a right back at left back or something um so uh but yeah you're right he's a bit un, unproven to me he could be like clapham you know clapham came um from tottenham and i think clapham had, had like a loan spell where he played 11 games and that was it hadn't you know he he was unproven and then went on to be a huge part of a successful team although if you've ever met him he's boring as shit <laughs> Sorry, Jamie, that, if you're watching. Well, even... he's uh, funny enough. He's now um, some sort of uh, Loughborough. Isn't it? He's Loughborough? at Loughborough. Yeah, my son's at, at uni at Loughborough. So um, yeah, they're all. Uh, he, he's there now. So he may have just been in the players' lounge and just being, you know, tired of talking to uh, all these sort of um, drunk posh gits who've been on some corporate jolly and was just going through the motions maybe but I was fangirling him I thought you were the best player on the pitch today Jamie and he just ignored me I've never recovered (laughs) that's like therapy Darren yeah I'm just getting it all out there now just getting it all out there I love that I love that um and finally over to you John um 
from Jamie Clapham to to the six signings this summer, um, what's the best one for you? Um, what, one hey. thing is lacking is centre halves at the moment, but um, all the positions are getting filled somewhat. Yeah, and you've got to be pleased with the business. As the boys have said, I think you could argue a case for each, well, certainly for four of them, five of them, why they could be the, the main signing. I think Penny's probably the biggest, not gamble, but the less uh, known entity. Um, certainly got potential, and I, I feel even more convinced having heard that uh, a, a town legend like Neil Thompson, who you did a great interview with Ross on and uh, Ross Mates um, a while back now. Um, Neil Thompson saw something in him. Neil Thompson was a cracking left back. So you think as a, as, a, as a left back who could deliver a ball brilliantly, like a rocket as well, free kicks. If he saw something in um, um, Penny, then that that that's another tick in the box for me. Um, but I think um, on the main pod when I was listening earlier on um, in the week, I think Stu said that um, his signing was Evans because he's the real deal. He's already there. And I, I totally echo all that because whilst I'm really, and I think Ben used the word intrigued by Harper, um, I'm excited to see Harper. And I think he could be become almost like a talisman figure or like the flair player or the exciting player. I think Evans could be, and I'm not saying he's anywhere near that standard yet, but kind of the Matty Holland role that does everything really efficiently. I wouldn't be surprised. And that's where some of the comparisons, you know, I reckon he'll be wearing the number eight shirt and being the skipper. Um, Like Captain Wigan. I think he has been not consistently, but he has been captain before. Um, Sam Morsey is captain, eh? Yeah. Uh, I think um, Brad, who's often on the pod, absolutely rated Evans and got me looking into him well before we signed him because he always talked about him. And I've got to say that he's the player that I think will make a huge difference. Hopefully he stays fit. And I think he could be one of those ever-present bosses of the game, never lets you down like a seven or eight out of 10 kind of guy. And that's what we need, you know. Um, And I think going back to Flynn Downs, you kind of hope that's, I think Evans is probably where you'd hope Downs would be in two years' time, you know, if he was still at the club yeah. or wherever he is. I think Evans is the, the steady, safe, it sounds boring when you say steady, but the reliable, the engine, setting the tone. He obviously knows Cook and Cook knows him. They trust each other. So that's that's a really um, important um, position for me. I think we could do with a centre-half who Cook knows and trusts as well, a real powerhouse to go in there, you know, um, We've all had lots of banter in the past few weeks about here we are centre halves and stuff who don't manscape. Um, but you know, we do need a big rugged centre half, somebody strong, a leader, whether it's a Tony Mowbray or a Jason DeVos type, you know, somebody really who's gonna put his body on the line. You could argue Berra did that for town as well, but I think DeVos and Mowbray were like if you were looking at a the team sheet and you know you're coming up against a true leader at the back somebody who's not going to use every ounce of their physical physicality against you it's going to just give your mind a little bit of a you know if you're straight oh I don't want to play against Mowbray I'm going to get an elbow I'm going to get a nudge I'm going to, he's, going to, he's not going to give me ounce um, so centre half is what we need totally and you know I saw um, earlier on today what Rotherham put out of um, 
have you, I don't know if you guys have seen it on Twitter. Um, Tom Tom, the crooks. God, that man's a machine as well, isn't he? He's a big, yeah, he's yeah. like, I would love, and I've been saying it for a few weeks now, I'm not trying to say that everybody else hasn't, but I really would love Crooks to be that next signing because him, Evans and Harper sitting behind him and then having the centre-half to go alongside Wolfie or maybe even two centre-halves to compete, you know, um, Wolfie one other and the main man, if you like, um, with Toto as backup, um, that's suddenly the squad's really taking shape there. I think Cook says we still need four, five, maybe six. I think Ashton's talking about that. So you presume we're going to have two centre-halves. I think we'll have another left-back and we need a left-winger and an attacking midfielder. Um, so there's five I can name. I wouldn't be surprised if you have another keeper and holy goals yet. You know, who knows? But like uh, lots of people said, I wouldn't make that a priority. I'd rather focus on getting a, a centre-half and a left-winger in um, before we get another goalkeeper in, but we'll see. But you know, I think I am Burns. Burns excites me. Harper intrigues and really excites me. But Evans is the one who I just think he's just going to fit the jigsaw. And he's going to be a, a piece that's on the board all the time. You know, a name on the team sheet that Cook's going to love and rely on. So that has to be good for the for the team going forward. It's, it's going to be so interesting. I think that we have no idea about this team, do we? Normally it's like you have seven, eight, nine key players and we've signed one, two or three who were first starters. Now we've, we're going to basically have potentially a brand new 11. It's going to be, you know, with the exception of Norwood, um, everyone else has been replaced. It's, uh, you know, for us as Ipswich fans, it's, we've, it's very unusual, isn't it, for us? Yeah, so, um, KVY's fit, you could argue. Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Yeah. He's like a new player because really he's he had two yeah. short runs in the team, yeah. hasn't he? One yeah. returning from fitness and one in his first um, yeah. spell when he first signed. But, you know, Norwood and um, KVY are probably going to be the only two you would imagine will yeah. feature in the first 11. Yeah. You know, possibly Wolfie, possibly. Uh, Dobrum might get in the squad, but you're not talking about starting position for Dobrum, are you? So, no, no, be on the bench. El Mazzuni. Is, some no, Toto, is Toto part of the bomb squad or is he in the first no. team? He's part of the first team. He was in the pictures right. and the videos. So, okay. Yeah. So, Toto, Nolan, Idris. Oh, Nolan. I forgot about Nolan as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was injured so much last year. But you, you wonder, is Cook the guy to make? Because we all know there's a player in Nolan. I know some people slated him but I remember being at Rotherham on his the second game of last season we drew 2-2 with or the, our first season of the league one it was a 2-2 with Blackburn at home the first game and then we went to Rotherham in the second game so I wasn't at the home game but I was at the away game and Chalibur and Nolan were excellent and Nolan looked like he was going to be a player uh, and then I was at West Brom and Nolan ran the show absolutely he scored that cracker and absolutely bossed it and was really good. My mate Pete, who's a, a baggy, came over to me. Actually, who's who's that ginger lad? Um, you, you know, he was really, really good. And you know, they went on, and we went down. You know, so um, I I really think that Nolan could have something, and maybe Cook can get some, something out of him. But he's we'll a say. big fan of his, isn't he? And, and he's from Liverpool. Still... <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> but he. I'm still. 
I need I need pointing in direction here. Is he an attacking midfielder, or is he a quarterback, get it off the back four, pass it around type player? Because I've I think seen he's him... midfielder. I think he's attacking midfielder. That's, yeah, I think that's what he is. Because I think that season he came in, he was just playing the ball off the back four, wasn't he? All the games that I saw him, Sheffield Wednesday away, and he was just keeping the ball ticking over, doing all that, and then. I think last season under Lambert, he was getting forward a lot more, wasn't he? Yeah, he isn't. He's eight. He, he, he what is eight? Isn't he eight? Isn't he eight for us? No, That's Cole Skews. Oh, That's Cole Skews. Oh, God, yeah. Well, oh, sorry, Cole. RIP. He was brilliant against MK Dons when we won, when we were like three, three and a half thousand there. I think we had, there was almost more away fans. The home fan. We won 1-0. Yeah. I'm sure he scored. Um, when Lambert was doing all the cheerleader stuff and it was like we've won the league in October um, or September. Um, but yeah, he's. Um, I think he's a really good potential under Cook. I think one of the main things, I remember seeing him during lockdown, he was doing like 5Ks really, really, um, really quickly. Really quickly. Right. So he's, he's very fit. He's number 11 as well. Number 11. Number 11. Yeah, For a minute, I thought Ross was like saying, keep it short. don't <laughs> 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 but yeah I think I'm potentially under Cook because he's just bloody fit I think Cook said that we heard him in the video fit 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 I, again I can't speak highly enough for being fit it's, it's shambolic that we've not been fit enough I think that's just as a given as a as a, as a professional footballer and a you know, quick side note I don't mean to dig Miles Kenlock out but when Andy said that time on the main podcast he was in what's it's on his way to the ground I'm sorry but I can't think of many Premier League footballers who eating a bag of crisps for going to start for their Football team. I, I, you know, I just think you're a professional athlete. What are you doing it in a bag of wads? It's for a professional game. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny, but at the same time, it's like, well, that's maybe part of the problem here. That that's okay. How do we segue from that? Morse can lots eat on what's it's to how, where are we going to go here? Where should we go? Well, it's coming home, isn't it, boys? Let's let's move on to the Euros. Um, we've spoke enough about Ipswich Town. Um, let's talk about the Euros. England, Ukraine, quarterfinals this Saturday. Uh, oh, what do you reckon, then, boys? Darren, what what, what do you think? Um, well, I get I always get worried when everyone, all the media and papers, are saying, you know, we've got an easy route to the final now. Um, you know, it's our best chance ever in decades to 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 get to a final and win. Um, but we've got to beat Ukraine. You know, a few years ago we had an easy route, and then we couldn't. We lost to, to switch to Iceland and. There is on paper, there is absolutely nothing to worry about. You know, we are far better than Ukraine. I've seen most of their games, and I think they're just, uh, you know, pretty straightforward, up and down, honest, hardworking, tough team. But uh, I mean, I was going to ask you, Ben, actually, you were obviously at Wembley. Um, Sterling and Carl Walker, how quick are they in real life? when you see them. So it's one of the things we talked about, um, yeah. about watching Ipswich and then watching England is the the, the difference is incredible. You Jeez. know, when you watch the Champions League matches and England matches on TV, being there, not going to many Premier League games, you know, being there when the, the thing that is probably the biggest thing, the biggest difference, those players included, everyone passes it so much quicker because everybody's first touch is so much better. I know Darren, you talk about that, about first touch is so important, yeah. but it really was. But I mean, Walker, uh, he has loads of his detractors and I get it. Like he gives away the ball silly sometimes, but he just gets you out of trouble because he's just so quick. And Sterling fun. just guides. Fly. Sterling was going round players. I mean, he would go round three of me if I was in a row behind each other 
before I could get near him. You know, he is that quick. And that, just quickly, I will go back, obviously come back to you, Darren, but the thing about international football, I think mainly, which stands England in great stead is we have a fantastic squad. So if you've got tired legs from Tuesday, we can make a few changes. It doesn't matter. Ukraine have got three or four fantastic players, no doubt, but we've got 11 fantastic players. Um, over 90 minutes, the law of averages tells you probably 45 games out of 50, England are going to win that game. Four draws and we might lose once, you know, realistically, because we're playing well. We're playing well as well. So I'm with you, Darren, because of all the press and everything else. I think, oh God, it could be a banana skin. You know, it's a banana, yeah. well, of course it's banana skin. Everyone expects us to win. But realistically, you know, when you look at it from the outside, if I was French or German or Belgian or Italian, everyone would be whacking yet yeah, 10 quid England, no problem, 2-0. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's just, I just, I'm, I'm worried that he might still play this, uh, you know, defensive two holding midfielders, and Ukraine undoubtedly are just going to defend, aren't they? That's what I would expect going into this game. Ukraine are just going to sit there on the edge of their 18-yard box, just defending the whole time. And um, we don't need to hold in midfielders. But what do I know? You know, Gareth Southgate has proven to be a brilliant manager. But, um, yeah, I'm glad that Kane got a goal. That should... Strikers need need goals because they're, they're, they're vain, emotionally unstable characters. That's why they play up front. And um, uh, but yeah, no, look, it's, it's great, it's exciting. It, it Euro '96 was. I don't know if you boys were old enough to drink then, were you '96? Certainly, me and John were. I wasn't even born. No, fuck off. I wasn't even born. Oh my god. Oh. I, was, I was in my mum's belly. I was in my mum's belly. I, I was born on 12th of July, so whenever the final was. Well, I, all I can tell you is, and John will re might remember some of the nights, but Euro '96 was insane, and it was a. The temperature-wise, it was an amazing summer. It was hot. You know, it was just was, incredible. I was actually just finishing uni that year. Um, right. And we were moving out that week of our houses. Um, and my mates, um, we lived in southeast uh, London in Eltham, um, SE9. And we they were getting the carpets clean so they didn't lose the deposit. And we made a replica of their front room in the front garden. Lampshade tables and we put the tv out and we sat in the front garden because it was lovely weather and we just had about 16 of us watching the england germany game and it's one of my most memorable nights of uni because it was one of our last ones all together but it was also what a fantastic game as well so yeah i remember that euro 96 with um so much um fondness you know watching the scotland game when gaza and shira and you know it was a that was a great tournament um so I'm sure my age, because I was leaving university as Ross was not even wearing nappies. Uh, so, you he know. wasn't even born. Was it, yeah, was it yeah. your mum's belly? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. I'm a bit yeah. worried about this weekend because I think, um, you know, I don't want us to underestimate the game. And I've got a feeling it will be just, it's either going to be one way or the other. We're either going to turn on the style and perform really well, or it's going to be a, um, a dour game where we um, um, end up having, scraping it 1-0 or it's 2-1 or something like that, and it's going to be a scrappy game. But overall, like Darren rightly says, listen, if you want to go far in a tournament, you have to beat teams. You have to beat teams who are less than you on paper and in performance generally. So for me, if we, you know, clearly if you want to be in the next round, you've got to beat the team. I know that's an obvious thing to say, but... 
we don't deserve to be in the semis if we can't beat a team like Ukraine. You know, on paper, we'd rather have played Ukraine than Germany, wouldn't we? And yeah. we've managed to do the job over Germany, who not only are a good organised side and always do well in tournaments, are actually our kind of nemesis at times, our rivals who often do really well against us. So to overcome them, let's make a count. So yeah. part of me it's going to be 4-1, four, four you know, 4-0. But I actually think it's more likely to be a one-nil or a two-one, a really tight affair where we where our class edges it. But you know, I, I don't know what it is about the English press, but you know, um, I hate the fact that they seem to gang up on Raheem Sterling and slate him. And actually, he's doing a really good job. Um, Gareth Southgate, people are on his back. Just give him a chance. You know, Southgate hasn't let us down as England manager yet. Really, tournaments perform well you know you look he gets the best out of people like Pickford he gets the best out of people like Maguire um he's brought in people like um um nice York, Perlo, um um you know Phillips playing great football you know gets the best out of Walker the players trust him that he trusts them um I think he man manages the, the the squad well um I think it was really vital that Kane scored because He's had a terrible tournament by his own high standards. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. yeah, he's and he's not had much of a kick. He's not had much of, but you know, for Sterling to carry the goals and to carry the team in that sense has been fantastic. Um, so you know, yeah, I'm going to go for I'm going to go for a two-one England. I think Ross. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, it will so. be it will be a tough watch, like you said, John. Um, tactically, you know, we read a lot into tactics. I think, like like I said earlier, I touched upon earlier. We, you know, we're going to have eleven players that, on the whole, are going to be better than their eleven players. So, although it can be a tactical game, whether we play wing backs or go back to four three three, you know, we've got much. No offense to the people on this podcast, but much greater footballing minds working on this twenty four seven with all the tech, all the background, all the videos. They will come up with a plan. What's the best way to get around Ukraine's defence? They know they're going to sit in. It's going to be a tough watch for us fans because you're going to have 11 men behind the ball. It'll be back and forward, you know, across across our back four or back five. But if it's better to have wing backs and get the game stretched that way, then we'll play it that way. If it's better pushing ball players further up the pitch with Foden, Mount and Grealish and trying to trick our way, you know, intricately playing triangles behind the fullbacks, we'll play it that way. You know, you've got to trust Southgate. He's done a great job so far. And like you said, John, it's brilliant what Sterling's doing. The biggest advance he's had in his game is under Pep, getting in that six-yard box with these tap-ins. The amount of goals he scores in the six-yard box is absolutely fantastic. He's got a striker's um, instinct now. And I think that's 15 goals in his last 19 internationals. So long yeah, may it continue. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm just going to say 2-0. I'm going to stick with 2-0. And Darren, you know, goalkeeper union, Clean sheets galore at the moment. We haven't conceded a goal at the tournament. That's a, a massive plus as well. Yeah, What's your prediction? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think it could be two nil uh, with with late. I mean, nil nil half time, two nil uh, by the end of the second half. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. But and then after that, it's either Denmark or Sweden. Switzerland, Is that right? No, Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Czech Republic or Denmark. Denmark, yeah. Who then play for the other place? So, I I think it'd be easier to take on a team you want to have a go rather than I hate teams that just want to defend. I really hate that. But um, yeah, we've got the players to do it. Especially Grealish. I don't know if you've heard many of his interviews after that game because he's such a cheeky boy, isn't he? You know, he's like some someone asked him 
about you know you coming on and doing all your things and he was like yeah it was a master class wasn't it and um yeah that's my problem did you, did you hear him say um when dean smith said he had an encyclopedic knowledge of football and he's like i don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was on talk it was on uh, some talk sport video but it certainly made me laugh yeah. fair play yeah. to him admit it he didn't try and um wheedle his way around to it he just said i don't know what it means <laughs> no but he's he's a footballer isn't he you know you, he's the type of player that you could see in the street you know he i'm sure you know he's just a, he just wants to play football um, it's not a profession to him. It's, this is his life. This is what he does. So, he's really, um, he's really grown on me because I think he had, you know, with when a young player breaks on the scene, certainly at the top of the game, and uh, comes with all the hype and all the kind of that arrogance, come confidence, that cocky young man thing. Um, and he, oh, he's another one. He's another jumped up little who thinks he's made it before. Yeah, actually, he's got way more about him than I first gave him credit for. And he's a he is a really terrific player. I would look. Two years ago, I wouldn't believe I'd be sitting here saying I would love to see British start, and I really yeah. would yeah. love to see him start on Saturday because I think yeah. he, you know, um, he's made a real difference so far. Um, yeah, yeah you, and Ben, you got to see him as well. On TV, his calves because he's a unit as well, isn't he? He's six foot something, and his calves are like bigger than my thighs. He does love that, though. I think um, it was brilliant hearing that interview. With one of the Scotsmen, they were um, uh, they were talking about what would put him off, and they were talking with some of his teammates, saying what would put him off if you really just talk about how good his calves look. Like when he comes on, tell him how good his calves look, and he certainly plays up to it. I mean, he wears as tight a shorts and as tight a t-shirt as possible, and as smaller socks as possible. But he, he is an absolute athlete. But again, they all are, aren't they? And they're going, unfortunately, segueing back to Ken Locke's Watsits. They're not eating Watsits before kickoff, are they? <laughs> you know, they are. Have got this, you know, diet plan, and you have to quavers. quite at that level. Your you, you quavers, your Watsits. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're doing quavers. You're right. Um, but yeah, they're, they're amazing athletes. Brilliant to watch them on Tuesday. It was a fantastic experience. And um, I hope we just do it again Saturday for the, for the whole country. It's um, John's right. Grealish has grown, I think, on everybody going up from that jumped up little so-and-so to, and hearing a bit more about him. Not, I don't think we knew that his brother passed away when he was young. And I think his sister um, has cerebral palsy, I think. So things like that weren't in the public eye, which now you sort of a greater understanding of what he has and what he does for charities and has for his family and stuff. So yeah, interesting to learn a bit more about our players. And that's another thing Southgate's done. They're more, you know, they're more out there. They're more attainable. You know, you find out them, they are real people. They're not complete and utter wasters, which I think sometimes we get the impression that they are. So yeah, it's good. Long may continue. And then we win the Euros and then Ipswich get promoted and then we're all happy. What a year that would be. Yeah. What a year. I think that's the, the perfect way to, to end it then, lads. Um, any other business before we segue into shouting out the sponsors once again? No, just, I mean, there was... We... Sorry, Darren. Sorry. I was just going to say, next time we speak, wouldn't it be great to have another two or three signings with crooks there? I would love that. So I'm just putting out there. England to win then. We're going... We're, we're, I'll concede that we're, we're not going to... Um, concede a goal we've got all going for 2 nil England and Crooks will sign for Ipswich next week with another couple of players that would be tasty wouldn't it yeah an accumulator well the next time we're on the pod I think the semi-vinal would have been played and we would we would be talking about are we in a final and um, and of course looking forward to Dartford away for pre-season <laughs> for pre-season game 
Dartford on the Saturday and the uh, Euros final on the Sunday. What a great doubleheader that will be. Um, but also, let's shout out to the sponsors at manscaped.com. Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with a code KOA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code KOA. Trim your chesticles with the besticles. That is what's written down. I haven't just made that up. Um, but Dazza, John, Ben, thank you for joining me as ever. Thank you very much for listening. Um, listeners, is that a phrase? I don't think it is. Uh, make sure to follow us on all our socials, um, on Kings of Anglia, at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. I'll be back next week to chat about hopefully more signings and look forward to Dartford away plus the final. Is, is it coming home? I think it is. Bye for now. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.